This is Rugga Matrix America. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Alex Goff. I'm pretty much on my own this time. I'm going to give Pat and Bruce a break, and I have a very special guest uh, on the show here on Rugged Matrix America, which is brought to you by Aircraft Charter Solutions. And that guest is Chris Wiles. Now, Chris Wiles, for those of you who don't know, uh, born in Stamford, Connecticut, uh, grew up in England, and started playing with the, the USA 7s program Back in 2006, he was in the England development system for uh, for a while, but didn't think that he was going to be moving forward there, and uh, got together with Al Caravelli and started playing sevens for the USA, and built a really nice resume together, uh, playing very good sevens, then working his way into the 15s team, and the, the, the story is 2007, he was playing kind of playing on the wing, a little bit at center for the USA, but he really didn't have a place when... Francois Villon, the USA fullback, uh, was unable to continue playing uh, due to a nasty injury and put his hand up and said, hey, I play a, a little bit of fullback. And after that, he was the starting fullback for the USA. He played in the 2007 World Cup, scored two tries in that, that World Cup, uh, and has basically been the mainstay of the team since then. He's now third all-time in points scored for the USA with 212 behind Matt Alexander and Mike Herkus. His 14 tries is third all-time behind Paul Emmerich and Via Anatoni, And he has 45 caps, and we fully expect him to build on all of those stats coming, coming up in this very busy 2015 season. But aside from that, Wiles has also been a huge part of the Saracens team that surprised a lot of people and ended up winning the Aviva Premiership title right at the end of May. May upsetting Northampton and Samuel Manoa and then upsetting Bath in the final. Wiles scored a try in that final. He's 13th of the season and in fact that tied him for second in the entire Premiership. So here we've got a USA player who is a regular player, even though he doesn't actually have a regular position, he'll play uh, inside center, outside center, left wing, right wing, fullback. Uh, he's played all of them, but here's a guy who is uh, performing at a very high level. And now, what does he do on his off time? Well, he's at USA 7's camp. So that's what we've decided to do, is sit down with Chris Wiles, talk a little bit about... Uh, the Saracens, talk a little bit about the 15s Eagles, and also what is he doing in the OTC? All right, well, we have a guest here on Rugged Matrix America, and it is longtime USA player Chris Wiles. And uh, welcome to the show, first of all, Chris. And second of all, it's, it's actually uh, bearing down on like 10 years that you've been with the USA program. So um, welcome to the show, and are you feeling old? <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, and no, I, I do feel old, if I'm being honest. It's yeah. been there's been a lot of rugby since I first um, started playing for the US, but um, it's been an amazing journey, and um, I have a lot uh, to thank to USA Rugby for my career. So, um, no, I, basically, yes, I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it has been a lot of rugby and um, a lot of sevens rugby, a lot of fifteens. We'll we'll get into the sevens in a little bit, but. Um, the first big news, I think, for you is 
Uh, you were a huge part of Saracens winning the Premiership. I don't know if other people felt it was a surprise because it wasn't that long ago that you were actually sitting fifth. At one point, you got bumped down to fifth and were out of the out of the running for the semifinals. Um, you worked your way up, beat Northampton, who had been you know in control at least of their playoff destiny all season, um, and then. Uh, in kind of an odd game, really, um, in, for you. I, I watched it looking to see what you could do, and the game didn't run your way a lot of the time. Just that's the way it is. But And then then you go and beat uh, Bath on the weekend, and you score a try, uh, a, a big, important try, and uh, and win. So I guess the first question is, were a lot of people surprised that you won? Were you? Did you feel like you were the underdogs? Well, I think the first thing to say is that all season long, the Premiership has been unbelievably tight. Mm. Um, the, the, actually, the last two seasons, we've ended up topping the table and not coming away with any silverware. And um, it wasn't very close. It was sort of the top three, four teams that ran away with it. And this season, what was amazing about it is it got to almost the final six or seven teams that could get into the playoffs. So... It wasn't a surprise that we made the playoffs. I think that we've been playing good rugby all year. We just lost a few key games. Um, and it just shows how, how tight and the, the high level the Premiership is at the moment. But So once we got into the playoffs, I think um, we're, very, we're a very resilient team. I mean, we, we don't mind playing away games. And um, I think we felt that we were definitely in it. And I think um, a lot of people knew that um, the way we play, we... Um, we can keep ourselves in these close games. And against Southampton, it was just the kind of challenge that we needed. And then when it got to the final, I think a lot of people felt that Bath were the informed team. But again, we've had experience in playing finals in the, in the recent years and we've won a premiership before back in 20, the 2010-2011 season. So I think experience counts for a lot uh, in this game. So ultimately, you know, maybe it was a little bit surprising, but um, I think we earned it. Good. Good. You you had a big part to play in this because it just seemed like every time you look at a, a, a game report, there's Chris Wiles on the score sheet. And I, I, I believe you scored 13 tries in the Premiership this year, uh, including one in the final. And, and I'd be willing to bet that more than half of them came in the final third of the season. You were, you were, on, a, you were on kind of a roll. Um, did you feel that? Yeah, it was... Um... Listen, it was nice to get some tries, and that's mainly through the hard work of your teammates. You know, um, there are a few tries there where you just you just dot the ball down, sort of like similar to the one in the final. But mm. yeah, I felt like I was on a good run. I knew that um, our squad is unbelievably competitive, and actually, last season I missed out and starting the semi-final and the final of the Premiership, and I just wanted to put my best foot forward and um, play my best rugby in the, in the latter half of the season, so that I would be in a position to start and you know I think I was able to do that and um, it's it's just fantastic that we're able to win the trophy as well and, and I was able to score quite a few tries um, definitely a, you know a good season personally and for the team and um, I think the, it's a reflection of a lot of hard work that we put in and we tried to make sure that uh, that disappointment last season motivated us rather than discouraged us and um, I think that's what pulled us through in the end. Excellent, excellent. The one television commentator called you the Swiss Army knife of Saracens, <laughs> and uh, and and as a compliment, um, I, and that would have been right after you had um, 
and I'm trying to remember, there, there was one game where you were on the ground for quite a while because you'd, you'd t- taken a pretty big hit and you sort of dragged yourself up and onto your feet. And, and I think that was a game where you scored kind of a, a really difficult try chasing down a kick and just sort of grabbing the ball. Out of, I don't know how it stuck to your hand, but um, uh, it, it's a compliment, the fact that you can play pretty much anywhere on the back line. And, and I think um, you, make your, you try to make yourself indispensable. Yeah, it's it's um, obviously a lot of people say it's a, it's a blessing and a curse, and mm-hmm. I, I think it's great. And I love I love being able to contribute to the team. And ultimately, what it does mean is that if there's a few injuries, it means you you can step in in that position. But at the same time, it it can hurt you because you don't get the consistency that other players get. Um, but what I wanted to do, and it's sort of similar to what I was saying just before, was I wanted to play good enough in every position and put everything I could on the pitch so that I was in a strong position come, you know, the playoff time. Good. Um, and, and it is, it is difficult changing positions, but I always say this, I ultimately, I just want to contribute to the team. Right. Good. Uh, the, there are a few more USA players who are part of Saracens, um, threaten Palamo and Hayden Smith. Um, well, Hay- Hayden saw some premiership time Threaten and Hayden were on the team that, uh, that won the A championship, which was a nice little um, additional uh, uh, piece piece of hardware in the trophy cabinet. Uh, TT Lamisatelli, working back from injury, um, was able to play on occasion. What's the you know how are they doing, and and how hard is it for you know for, for an American player to to break through in in this Premiership, which as you said is getting better and better. Yeah, well, I mean, as as you mentioned, they've all contributed massively to the season. Um, I think with Titi, he, he had a big injury and he's young and he's showing a huge amount of promise in terms of his physical ability. And I think he's obviously one to watch out for and um, he's got age on his side. Um, right. Threaten's come in and, you know, he's um, he's played, as you said, in the Storm team and the LV Cup team. And I think he's... He's just trying to find his feet a little bit, um, and um, you know he's obviously an, an absolute powerhouse. So um, it's just a case of in such a competitive squad, particularly you know across the back line, it's, it's you know there's, there's a there's an international everywhere you look. Um, it's difficult. So it's just, he's just got to bide his time, and then you know Hayden's um, he's also get, coming back from his NFL experience, and the more rugby he's playing, the better he's looking, and he's had some awesome games in the Storm and the LV Cup team. And I think it's just a case of um, continuing to play more games. And um, listen, all these guys and myself, hopefully, hopefully will be contributing to our World Cup experience. So um, I think that's the next thing on the agenda for us. And when we come back to Saris in October, we'd have hopefully had a great experience in the World Cup and, and then build on that moving forward into a premiership season. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So... It is a very long premiership season. It yeah. is, it's, I mean, and and when we talk about the premiership season, we're also adding in the uh, the European season, where uh, LV Cup stuff. I mean, some somebody can can rack up, you know, well over thirty games without without too much difficulty, um, other than it hard on you. And then you go and decide, well, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to play myself a bit of seven. So um, <laughs> here, here you are in camp for the USA sevens team. Um, wh- and, and what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, listen, I think you and I have talked about this before. I'm massively passionate about sevens. And um, I always wanted to try and come back and contribute if I could. And this was a good, this was a good opportunity to be able to um, put myself into the mix with the qualifier. Uh, obviously, the team is looking, is looking fantastic at the moment. And I found that coming into camp. The guys are unbelievably fit, talented skillful and and under the coaching of Mike Friday, Chris Brown and Phil Greeding they're they're in unbelievably good shape and I just felt that if I wanted to to somehow be able to contribute whether it be you know um just in camp or be at the qualifier or you know and moving forward to the Olympics that this was a good opportunity because the season is over and I'm available to play um and and also once this is all finished, I've I've got a month off, and then we're into the PNC and the World Cup. So, you know, on the one hand, it does seem a bit silly given the season I've had, but um, I saw it as as an opportunity to try and see if if there was any room for me to contribute. And um, it's it's brilliant being back here. You know, I, I love sevens. Excellent. And for those fans who don't remember because it was a million years ago uh, you were you were <laughs> captain of the sevens team you were part of the sevens team as they produced some uh, some really good performances i i think i think most people who went to the usa sevens in san diego which was i think 2008 i want to say where uh you guys made the the semifinals and really got hosed and should have been in the final um and that that was a, a tournament where you led the tournament in tries and and that was you and uh kevin swearin and paul emmerich just kind of and threatened Palamo. Uh, yeah, uh, going. Uh, just a just a pretty exciting team at the time. Yeah, um, it was a, it was a great group then. Um, it was a shame. You're right. We, we if we'd if we'd got beaten that Argentina side, we might have ended up winning the cup. But um, it was a, it was a good side then. Yeah. Do you? Um, you know, can you can you compare what what that's like to what the cap is like now? And what? Maybe, maybe it's the style of play. Maybe it's it's difficult. I think yeah. I think the game is probably the game has moved on. It's it's probably it's probably quicker and more physical actually. And these guys, um, having now trained with them for a couple of days, they are they're unbelievably fit uh, and skillful players. And um, I think obviously now being full time at the OTC will make a big difference. In terms of in terms of the detail and, and and how they play and the structures and the time they can spend on getting the game right, so it's it's more professional and um, it's great to see. To be fair, it's great to see. And I'm, I'm as I say, I'm just hoping I can contribute in any way possible. Good. Would you say that one uh, one of the big um, goals, you know, eight ten years ago was talking about trying to get depth. You could you could come up with seven or eight really great sevens players, but could you come up with twenty? Um, what what does the depth look like? Yeah, it's good. They've got a good group here, and um, guys, there's, there's obviously the the resident guys, and then guys coming in. Um, to me, it looks like there is a, a good amount of depth. Um, you know, it's it's always a it's always a question. It's always something that you are looking to improve in in terms of not just the twenty, but now forty. And you know, I'm, I'm sure teams like uh, New Zealand and South Africa have huge amount of guys they can pick from so I think just continue to build the pool and um, I suppose these tournaments like the CRC and things like that are helping and, and more sevens and if and if we do qualify for the Olympics I think uh, sevens can only explode 
Um, yeah. So it's exciting times in that sense. Um, so the next couple of weeks are massively important for sevens, I think, in the, in the US. Good. You're an Olympics fan yourself, I mean, just sort of in general, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, how, how good how good would the Olympic be in Rio, you know? I mean, yeah. it's going to be an amazing event. And uh, the idea of, you know, sevens is a party. Seven, watching sevens tournaments is a party, and to, and to put that in Rio would be, uh, you know, what a great spectacle. Yeah, I mean, it would be insane. Um, <laughs> I think you know, like aside from aside from the fact of being able to play in, play in the Olympics, the fact that it's in Rio as well just adds a bit more spice to it. Uh, I was around, I was around London and England during during the Olympics uh, recently, and it was just an amazing environment when when it comes in. So, in a place like like Rio, I mean, I can only imagine it being crazy. Excellent. So, um, are, are there any players in in the sevens camp who really um, surprised you, or or he's like, oh, wow, you know, you sort of turn your head and say, who is that? Um, I, I've watched obviously the boys in the last season, and Mako Nufe has always been a good player, and watching him play, he's been making some, uh, creating some great tries and scoring some great tries, but seeing him training. He um, he just moves amazingly well. Uh, he to me is looks like an unbelievably talented player. And then obviously you've got your guys like Carl and, and Perry who just um, when you, you're actually running with them, it, <laughs> they're just re- unbelievably fast. You know, um, so so those three guys uh, jump at the top of my head. And obviously Testy um, doing his thing. You know, he's a very skillful player and played a huge amount of tournaments and scored. God knows how many tries. Um, I'm just trying to think, but those, you know, Maka yeah. especially, the way he moves, he's seriously athletic. Well, I think I think what Mike Friday talked about was how how he seems to be sort of floating on top of the ground. Yeah, yeah, he just moves so easily. Um, he's the kind of guy that you just watch him and you just think, why am I not that athletic? <laughs> why, why can't I have been blessed with those genes? But um, yeah, he's he's looking like he's a very talented kid. Good, good. Well, after after you're done there, you you do get a uh, a welcome time off, uh, and and then we're looking at the 15s team. And um, one of the weird things about last year was you you had the, the you know you got all all the European players got released for the the All Blacks game. Most of the the UK based players then had to go back. Um, for the rest of November, so there's the benefit of playing in that that game in Chicago in front of sixty odd thousand fans. Play against New Zealand, which is an important thing to be able to do. Uh, but then you don't build on that with the other games. Some other players are in there as well. Um, what was that like for you? Did you feel like playing as a unit against the All Blacks was was worth it? to not play the rest of the games? It was, I suppose it was mixed emotions because it wasn't a fantastic event for, for the US. And, you know, playing at Soldier Field against the All Blacks, the crowd was amazing. Um, it was just one of those special moments uh, in being involved with USA Rugby. But as you say, um, firstly, in relation to that game, I just wish we'd had some more time to prepare. And I know that's, it was one of those things that was never going to happen because if we could have played them at the end of, of one of our tours, 
we definitely could have put a better foot forward. You know, we had, I think the, the overseas guys could only come in on the Monday because of the release dates. So right. that gave us, the, you know, four or five days to prepare against one of the best teams in the world who've just come out of their championship season. Um, so that, that was um, frustr- a little bit frustrating. And then as you say, after that, not being involved in the rest of the games, it is frustrating because we need as many games together as possible. But the good thing about this summer moving forward is that that's exactly what we do have. You know, I was talking to some of the England guys and they start camp uh, middle of June and won't play a game until, you know, a month or two later. Whereas our preparation is basically all games. And I think that's good for us. The more we play together, um, the better we become. And so we need games. Um, and, And as I say, we've got that in the summer. Good. You have, in fact, kind of an an interesting combination of games because you got like, uh, you know, Japan and Samoa. These are these are teams that, on a World Cup level, you know, we USA targets to win um, over and above, I guess, some other games you target to win. Um, and then you you've also got like, um, well, you've got you've got Harlequins, which is a professional outfit. And you've got uh, Australia, so that's another one of those tier one t- uh, nations to play. What um, you know, that makes is good. Do you see that makes is good? Is there something you kind of wish you also had? No, I think I think it's a good mix. I think we get to we get to play Australia after a run of games, which is just like I talked about. Yeah. You know, playing New Zealand uh, without those games, we we get the opportunity to do that against a top three side like Australia. So that would be, that would be a huge test after, um, after a long summer. Um, and there are, you know, as you say, there are some games there where um, the expectations are high. So I think it is a good mix. Um, and, and then we're also tested massively. You know, the PNC is a tough competition. Um, the teams there are, are, are very good. So, you know, um, I think it's a good mix for us this summer, definitely. Good. Do you, and and Canada's in there as well. Um, the you know I was wondering. We talked about this way back on on the show leading into the New Zealand game. The whole idea that um, USA never plays New Zealand, never plays Australia, or never plays South Africa, except at the World Cup. So you've got this. You know, you don't play this this vaunted team, and then. You usually like last time is like th- two, three days to get ready to play Australia, and it was it was a a slightly different lineup. You're going to lose by sixty points. You just you, you know th- these guys are not used to it. Do you do you see a benefit in just having you know just just pick a player? Um, you know somebody like Seamus Kelly now says, well, I've played against New Zealand, and. He can say I've, uh, later, I played against Australia. They can get that mystery out of it and just play a rugby game. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, going back to that All Blacks game, at the end of the day, you come off the pitch and you realise that they're just other, you know, the other guys in front of you. They're not superhuman. And um, that going back to what I was saying about the frustration from that game is that I think in the first 10, 15 minutes, we, we took it to them. Uh, the guys, The guys didn't take a step backwards and you come away from that game and you think, well, actually, had we had some more time together, then hopefully we could have made it a little bit closer. And, um, you know, once you've played in those games against the All Blacks and the and Australia and those top three, four sides, 
you're right. It says it, it, in your mind, you're, you're able to say, well, we've played against the best teams in the world. We know what that's like. We know we can compete in certain on a certain level. So, um, you know, when it comes to other other games like Canada and Japan, you know, you hopefully can set a benchmark. And um, I also believe, though, that there should be a mix of those kind of games. We should always have the games against Canada, um, with, you know, because it's a great rivalry and, and also both teams benefit from those just as much as the games that we play against Georgia or Romania in November. We, there needs to be a mixture. Um, so... And I, and I think, like we just talked about, I think this summer we do have a good mixture. Good. Uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think you do. And, and like you said, games are important. Tough games are important. But if you play just uh, tough games, you're. I mean, it's like, okay, we're going into the World Cup and we're 0-7 and, you know, we're, we're half of us are injured. So you don't want that either. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, what what about you? How are you feeling about your play, especially especially your role with the team? Because it seems, I mean, you're slotted, you're, you're penciled in at at fullback, basically, and it seems like you're very very comfortable there. Um, I your your goal kicking has been really good, but I have a feeling that you're probably uh, uh, if if what everybody believes is going to be true and Ash McGinty becomes fly half, he's probably the number one goal kicker. Um, how do you feel about your role at fullback? How do you feel about your role as a goal kicker? Yeah, I think um, for the US, fullback will tend to be my position. Um, and I'm happy there. You know, and we've, we've got some good wingers. We've got, um, there seems to be a, a good balance in our back three and we're just, you know, between the, between myself and the guys, we're just trying to continue to work on our backfield play and get the right the right balance between playing a good territory game, but also um, when it's on to run, you know, using these seriously athletic guys that we've got. Um, in terms of the goal kicking, you know, it's for me, it's always been more of a thing of slotting in when I need to and and making sure that I can do a job. Um, obviously, I don't kick at Saracens, which. With these kind of with these kind of skills, you need to be on them every day, and at times I can't afford to do that at Saracens. Um, so, you know, it's definitely something that I will make sure that I'm continue to keep up with. But, you know, um, I'm more than happy to give the role to someone else who's who's um, you know a, a day in day out kicker. Um, so, but yeah. you'll 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 need to be there, right? You'll you'll need to be ready. Um, just in case something happens, because it always seems like something happens. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, just c- continue to work at it, and uh, if I'm needed, obviously I'll step up. All right. Do you guys talk about uh, goals in terms of the number of victories? Do you have? Do you do you say, oh, you know, wouldn't it be great to go three and one or two and two or something like that? Do you do you discuss that? Um, we do from time to time. We do. We talk about coming away from some of the tours and uh, and as you say, coming with a positive win ratio. But I think ultimately we're at a point where the more we, we continue to develop and and, st- and and learn a style of play that works for us, I think it's concentrating on those things rather than getting too preoccupied with the end result. Because if we, if we play well in our structures and, um, uh, you know, whether it be whether it be the territory game, whether it be attacking defensively, you know, if we stick, if we get those those roles and those structures in place, then um, 
then I think good good things will happen on the back of that. If we become too preoccupied on just winning, uh, then you tend to you tend to struggle a bit. All right, good, good. A couple of a couple of other um, questions just to wrap this up. We're with Chris Wiles, and um, you know I think it's um, it's great to to hear you give us some insight into the sevens team, but also the the you know professional life and the, the you know the professional rugby and then the Eagles fifteens um, team and we don't get to cross over that much anymore. Um, first of all, comparing the Premiership with the internationals that you play for the USA, um, which is harder? Which is more physical? Which is more punishing? It's a good question uh, because. Some, the games just can sometimes differ. You know, I think some of our games against Canada are hugely physical um, because of the rivalry and because you know we want to. The guys are just wanting to put big hits in, and then sometimes with the international games, because we haven't had large amounts of time together, I think I think the the week week out uh, grind of the Premiership is probably tougher because um, teams are together. They've got their structures in place, and and so the game is, you know, arguably there's less errors. Um, sometimes right. at the beginning of a of a summer tour, it might be might be us v Canada. You know, but we've both only been together for a week. But then the physicality of those games can be massive. So it's hard to say, really. It's it's it's, it's a difficult question. Um, but I think overall, the, the the Premiership, the the week in week out stuff. You know, that's the tough bit. The I get the impression sometimes that the 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 fields um, in the Premiership are are small, but maybe it's just the way you know you've got some of these little bandbox stadiums and and the the try areas, the in goal are are shortened, but um, probably the width is still there. Um, but I just wonder sometimes it seems like there's not a lot of room to move around. Uh, yeah, I think the pitches are all the same, all the same size. Uh, yeah. Allianz Park has a small try area, but then you know some of the other pitches have, you know, Twickenham for example has got relatively big. So no, I mean I think all the pitches are the same size. Probably from time to time in the winter, you know, with the um, with the rain and the mud, that can sometimes affect the game and, and perhaps make it look like there's not too much That's room. True. Defense becomes defense becomes a little bit easier in those situations, but that's the nice thing about Allianz Park with our artificial turf is that even in those you know winter and and poor days you get quite a fast game. That's true. I I learned in geology class that the base rock underneath uh, London was clay, and you find that in pretty much all the mud is that the the mud creates. Uh, like a one-foot diameter circle of mud attached to the bottom of your cleats, if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you pull it off in a sheet, and then you roll it up in a ball and you throw it at someone. That's pretty much how I learned right. what that was all about. Um, and, and, and another very important question for you, going back to uh, some of the players you played with in sevens, um, uh, did you know that Paul Lemmerich is trying to be a referee and – how strange do you think that is? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty ironic, given that he was uh, probably cited more than anyone else on the team. But um, that's good news. That's good news. He, I did he, not know that. He, he apparently doesn't call anything. <laughs> just let's, so, Basically, the more physical the game, the better yeah, for him as a referee. Yeah, exactly. He'll just let him go. So that's good. Um, 
Well, Chris Wiles, uh, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us here on Rocket Matrix America. And um, hopefully, you know, good luck in making the team. We know it's not going to be easy. Uh, the the USA uh, 7s team is uh, set to play in the NACRA 7s on June 13th and 14th uh, in Cary, North Carolina. So if you've not thought about going down to see that, you should go down to see that because it's the Olympic qualifiers for both the men and the women. Uh, and, and Chris, uh, thank you very much for being with us. Well, it is always good to check in with one of our national team players, especially those of the, the, the few, the, the happy few who are doing well overseas. And congratulations to Chris Wiles and the rest of Saracens, uh, for winning the Aviva Premiership Championship. And, uh, as you see, he's right back at it, uh, trying to make the sevens team. And there's a lot of work to be done getting ready for the Rugby World Cup. 2015 as well so that'll do it for this show uh rugby matrix america don't forget the rugby matrix america can be uh accessed on golfrugbyreport.com and also through itunes you can listen to the shows you can download them you can look at the old ones or listen to the old ones that'd be great rugby matrix america is brought to you by aircraft charter solutions check them out if you want to travel around in style and don't forget also to check out the Rugga Matrix International Show at RuggaMatrix.com. And as always, this is Alex Goff from Goff Rugby Report thanking you for listening to Rugga Matrix America. Mm-hmm.